Hey everyone, I'm Amanda. And I'm Allie. We are so glad you've joined us today. Our podcast is a platform for women to share their stories. We have a different woman share a story on the first of every month. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but in the end, it's always encouraging. Be sure to hit subscribe so you'll be alerted the next time we have a podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, livingoutloud.today. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you will enjoy the show. Now it's time to meet our next guest. Hey, hey, it's August, and we have a great show for you today. But first, Allie, I want to ask you about this new season that you're in. You got a minivan. I did. How are you feeling about that? Oh, man. Okay, so we like to name our vehicles, which I know is really lame, but um, we have named her Practical Polly (laughs) because... My husband, he makes fun of me because I am such a practical person. And um, one of my my really good friends, every time I say the word practical, she's like, you said it again because I say it so much. And um, I just am a practical person. And this van is is me. It's so practical. Yeah. Everything about it, there's a vacuum in it, yeah. which is crazy. I've never even heard of that. Oh, my goodness. Um, just everything about it is geared towards having young kids. And I am so grateful but I have not told you what happened to us a couple of days ago. The only thing that this van does not have, and it has everything pretty much, uh-huh. only thing is it does not have a sensor on the door that if you have your hand in front of it, it senses your hand and decides it's going to stay open and not shut. What? And it shut and smashed Brooklyn's <gasps> entire hand in is the door. Is she okay? We spent two hours in the emergency room. Oh, my goodness. And it's not broken. Praise God. It is not broken. But it was flattened like a pancake, and she's got this, like, slice down the side where it's just black, where the van actually crushed her hand. I wish you door. could see my face right now. I know. Because I, like, That's why I haven't told you till now. <laughs> oh, so, my goodness. Yes, it was so Who thought this sad. would be a good idea to put this in know. my car? There is no sensor to, like, stop motion that's the only thing it's lacking um but I will say that would still not deter I mean it you would still get it. I would still get it 110 yeah. percent because I don't know of any vans right now that actually have that stopper mm-hmm. that would yeah. be great for them to add a sensor that would like stop if you're in the way of the door yeah but it just keeps shutting yeah. <laughs> no matter what's oh in the way goodness. I know I'm so sorry um, now that... the good thing it does have is it doesn't latch like it felt her hand and immediately popped open so okay. it wasn't it's like, just her hand so little it just crushed it yeah yeah but it didn't stop and just stay there like it immediately opened back up so mm-hmm. I will give it credit for that well, well, when you told me that we, you were getting a minivan, yeah, I knew you probably weren't excited about it because, like, I went through this. I think most moms go through this. Yeah. Um, wait, first, did I interrupt you? Were you going to say no, something? Okay. No. So I believe the majority of women listeners right now probably are like, oh, I totally get that. I wasn't ready for that season. Yes. I remember when I had Camden, my second child, um, I was 27. I think I had a Honda Pilot, mm-hmm. and I was, like, doing fine with it, you know. Um, I loved it. And then my husband told me one day, hey, we're getting, I think we're going to go look at minivans. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? No. I'm not ready for a minivan. Right. And I'm thinking, I'm not a minivan mom yet. Like, right. I don't know why that's so stupid now. I'm 45. That was when I was 27. I get um, it. And I don't know why I thought that would be a terrible idea. Fast forward, we got a minivan. 
and Changed it was just life. better for gas mileage oh, and everything. And then gosh, by the time yes. that we were, like a few years later, he was thinking about trading it in, doing something else. I was like, no way. I need another van oh, yeah. because those sliding doors having babies. Changes everything. Uh, it's like this, like what you're saying, the most Loading practical thing. Loading by themselves. I mean, yeah. it's so easy. The DVD players. I mean, everything about it makes life so much easier. Yeah. Coming into town. And I told Wesley that. I'm not getting rid of it until I go through a midlife crisis, and then I'm going to get like a Jeep that I can take the top off. Yeah, but I'm keeping a minivan till then because it's it's awesome. I'm glad you're loving it. I am. Okay, so it. do you have a favorite thing besides your minivan this month? Favorite find? Favorite thing? My favorite thing is my new homemade bread recipe. I've been making it a lot, which is Allie, not the homemaker. good for my hips, but I love it. I have. Um, a group of women that I meet with weekly and it's such a beautiful picture of kind of what we talk about on our Titus Tea Time mm-hmm. is just older women teaching the younger women and there's an older lady, um, not old at all, but she's older than me and she's just amazing. She's from Brazil and she has taught us how to make homemade bread and it's just really special being able to share that yeah. with her and send a picture when the bread turns out really pretty and Um, Sharing that with my family and our neighbors and just breaking bread together, literally, has been so much fun, and the bread tastes so good. (laughs) Yum. Well, my favorite thing this week uh, or this month can really probably help your hips out. Okay. Because you were saying. I was going to ask you. (laughs) So, my mom and I bought us a Mother's Day gift together um, early. Yes. Um, and, um, okay, it's not Mother's Day, but we got it a while right, back. Right. I haven't shared it with you. I'm really starting to love it. I've been meaning to ask you. It's called the DB method. Okay. And it's like this little machine thing that it looks like you're going to do squats, mm-hmm. but it's not your normal squats. So you straighten your arms and mm-hmm. you hold on to a bar, mm-hmm. and then it shifts your weight to your glutes. Right. And so you are going down all the way, not like a normal squat, but with your bottom. So you're pretty much isolating your glute muscle. Yes. So you're working your glutes and it works your core, your, you know, your stomach and mm-hmm. all of that too. And it says you're supposed to do 10 minutes a day, um, like a few times a week. Right. Or every day, but I think every other day. Yeah. It's taken a while to get to 10 minutes, mm. but I love it. I, I really imagine. do love it because I feel it. I feel it like all in that area. That's all. Wow. I, I've never liked squats. Yeah. And I'm thinking I don't really, I mean, this may be a flawed thinking because I'm not like the workout queen like you are, but like squats to me, I'm like, I don't want big legs. Yeah. But I, I do need work on my hips and my, my glutes and my uh, core to just right. continue to keep that, you know. Well, to keep your strength. Yeah. To keep your strength, mm-hmm. to stay, you know, where you want to be. And, um, yeah. So, well, I'm yay. loving that if Good. anybody wants to try it. And it's just easier. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a kind of person that I like to have things to help me, mm-hmm. aid me in those kind of things. You're the, the uh, training camp boot burn girl. <laughs> <laughs> You don't need anything like that. Your body is a machine. You are the machine, but I need help. I need a machine to help me. So whatever works for you. Yeah, I'm loving it. And it's really been good for my mom because obviously she's, you know, a lot older than me. Um, She's a young 
65 uh, year old, but mm-hmm. she it's good because she has a bad knee. Yeah. And so it's supposed to be good on your knees. Doing Absolutely. Those yeah. Kind I can see that. So, just, y'all need to get two and face each other. Yeah. Just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you're loving it. Our next guest is Colleen Searcy, and she loves to give women courage. Courage to read their Bibles, to teach, to lead, and to do the next thing right in front of them. She finds a lot of joy in sharing the tools she's learned over the years. Colleen has been teaching Bible studies in the Dallas area for over 10 years. She has served as minister to women at her church, and she speaks at conferences throughout the year. She enjoys cheering on her two sons, Sam and Tate, and her husband Wes, as he mobilizes students to help plant churches around the world. So welcome, Colleen. We are so excited that you are going to share your story with us today and just this conversation. Allie and I have already read about a little bit about your story and we both can relate to it. So we can't wait till we get into that. But before we give you the floor, we I'm going to share how we're connected. Um, So you guys, listeners, have heard me talk about uh, Michael Smith, who is a very special friend of mine, and he was my student pastor. Um, Colleen's husband, Wes Searcy, was my student pastor's student pastor. And so um, when I was in high school, Wes came and he was our camp pastor a few years. And so we really got to know him, loved him. Our student ministry just fell in love with him. My sisters and I loved him, still love him. Um, and I remember when he was, um, he wasn't married. And I remember the day he brought you into the new Chapel Hill, uh, church gym. We were all in there and we were like, Oh my goodness. His girl is so beautiful. And that was, and we thought, Um, not only is she beautiful, but she's amazing just who you are. And so we thought, oh my goodness, he, she's the perfect person for Wes, the person that we love so much. Sweet. Oh my goodness. Well, y'all are so sweet. (laughs) We, um, haven't gotten to see you guys much over the years, but we have heard what has been going on with y'all and, um, you know, through my, you know, Michael and Kim and then before Michael passed away, but, um, so I'm just glad to have you with us today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to be a part of this. Well, why don't you just share a, a brief summary of your story, and then we'll ask you some questions. All right, sounds great. Well, um, my childhood was filled with a whole lot of uh, Bible stories, and I'm really grateful for that. Uh, My grandfather was actually a Presbyterian minister, and so I grew up just super involved in the church. Um, We were there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and um, had the blessing of of having parents that told me about Jesus and was tucked into bed many nights uh, reading Bible stories um, with uh, my parents. And so just, again, just so grateful for that. And as a child, I was, even as a kid, as a small child, I was super um, inspired by the stories in the Bible about, uh, I think of Joseph and Sarah and Moses and Joshua and, and um, my little childhood self wanted to do life correctly. 
um, like the heroes of the Bible that I was hearing about um, at church. And something important to know about me as you hear my story is I am just wired to love formulas and predictability. And um, y'all already know this about me, but like I liked algebra. I was I was that kid that liked math because <laughs> you were given a formula, and if you did the formula, you got the right answer. And I loved that. That's my sweet spot. Yeah. And um, like, still one of my favorite things to do is to cook. And um, I'm not a super like creative, out of the box cook. I follow the recipe for the most part because. If you follow the recipe, you know, for chocolate cake, you get chocolate cake. And so I like that. I'm a post-it note planner, predictable, predictable kind of girl, right? And so um, I like spontaneity, but I think it has its time and its place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> for sure. So that's, that's just kind of how I'm wired. And so growing up in church and hearing stories of people in the Bible, um, my wiring and my tendency toward formulaic thinking kind of resulted unintentionally in creating my own formulas in my head. Mm. And so, uh, again, this was super unintentional, but two formulas that kind of, um, that I created, um, in my mind was that, you know, in, uh, instead of like seeing it as a plus B equals C, I would insert, um, if I do right things, okay, that would be A, plus believe the Bible, that would be B, that will equal C. And C in my mind was a good life without struggles. Because um, I'm, I'm reading these Bible stories and I'm thinking, okay, I need to be brave like Joshua and then I'll win the battle. And um, if I'm humble like uh, Moses, then I can do great things for God. And so not all of that's wrong, right? That's not all wrong. Um, but this do right things plus believe the Bible equals a good life without struggles. Um, and, and if I do bad things and I disregard the Bible, I'm going to have this difficult life with a lot of struggles. There's little elements of truth in those formulas, but um, as you are already thinking, those are dangerous formulas as well. Um, so um, I entered into my, you know, 20s having followed the rules, so to speak, um, and even entered into my 30s that way. And just, uh, um, and, and some of that was obeying God because I loved God. Some of it truly was, um, but some of it was out of fear of getting outside of the formula. Mm -hmm. And um, when I entered into my early 30s, um, um, A plus B was not delivering C any longer. Um, I was not, um, I was not getting the result of a life without big struggles. A lot of things happened in pretty rapid succession in my early 30s. Um, we uh, one of them being a doctor's report that we would not be able to have children. That was devastating. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, were a part of a church in Denver. Uh, the pastor and his wife deeply influenced Wes and myself. We loved him so much. And he was in the prime of his ministry in his mid-40s, and he was killed in a car accident. Um, and there were other things that happened in pretty rapid succession. And I'll just share one more. I was shut out of a relationship, probably my closest relationship 
um, and no matter what I did to try and reconcile. And so, and, and again, there are other things as well, but these things happen in pretty rapid succession and my formula quit working. <laughs> and I found myself in a crisis of belief, uh, married to a pastor at the time. I'm really questioning God um, in my early 30s. And, um, and as hard as that was, um, it just looked back on it was that it said it was such a grace that God allowed my formulaic thinking to fail. And uh, through all of those deep disappointments and a just, you know, I wouldn't want to go through that season again, but I'm so glad that I did go through that season because of the truth that surfaced through all of that seeking God and asking him really hard questions. Um, about the Bible. And, and, um, and so uh, one of the things that some of the fruit that resulted from that, that difficult season was just really, really looking at the Bible and go, what does the Bible say, rather than relying on just all that I had been taught, like that's super important, but, but me digging into the word instead of only digging into what other people said when they were in the word, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so as I started really digging in the Bible and asking God hard questions, I started getting caught up in the overarching story of the Bible. And I just fell in love with God and fell in love with his word in a whole new way. And, um, and I saw all those stories in the Bible that I was taught as a young girl. I saw them differently. I'm like, yes, I want to be brave like Joshua. Uh, but um God isn't dependent on me being brave and um, he does good things and big things because God's always doing good things and big things. I just get to be invited into it. And um, I think of Sarah, Sarah's story, and it's a good story, but not really ultimately because Sarah did A plus B, right? We know Sarah messed up. She laughed when, when she heard God's promise to her, but but um, she got to help start God's people, right? After menopause, because because uh, God is good and powerful and he just invited, in, invited her into his big and his big plan. And, and so um, that's a little bit of my story and how I'm wired. And, and this is, it, it just fanned the flame of the love for God and his word. And so now what I want to spend my time doing, whether it's in my home or in my neighborhood or in my church, I just have to tell women about God's story and invite them into it, you know, and, and I'm excited about it because it's not an A plus B equals C. It's if I, if I did an algebraic formula to represent <laughs> what I've learned about God, it's that God is greater than X. God is greater than whatever it is in your life. And, um, and so if things are going great, he, he, he's, He's even bigger than that. And if they're going really, really uh, badly, he's even bigger than that. And he is good and he is powerful and we get to be invited into his story. And so that's just a, that's kind of a summary of, of my story and why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Well, thank you for sharing that. I can completely relate to this. And I think a lot of people can. Um, I, I love math as well, which is kind of funny to think about because I remember in grade school, I couldn't be a PE helper because I wasn't making a good grade in my math class. Uh -huh. And so the teacher decided to tutor me in the mornings and I credit everything to her because after that I fell in love with math and I fell in love with formulas 
because I loved being able to get the right answer. And mm-hmm. so I, I can totally relate to that because I've seen that in my own life and I'm about to enter my thirties and I was listening. I'm like, you know what? I think we went through this about the same time because that's yeah. <laughs> happening, um, happening to me as well. And mm-hmm. um, one thing that I've learned is just how, um, like you said, how X is so much bigger, that God is just so much bigger than those things and how sometimes he has to take you out of your formula thinking to say, to get your attention and to say, I am bigger and this is what I can do. Uh, It's way bigger than you and way bigger than, than you can even think of. So thanks for sharing that. And I want to get into the questions. Do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I too can relate to that too. I was just saying, you know, uh, first of all, I cannot relate to liking math. Um, I, I am different. I'm different on that than y'all, but maybe I do because this formula I'm understanding. Maybe um, I just wasn't uh, relating the two, but um, yes, maybe I just like algebra and nothing else. Yeah, that's fine. To do with math. But um, so I became a Christian at a very young age. I fell in love with Jesus as soon as I heard about him. I loved his goodness. I loved his light. And, you know, I wanted to follow because I love him. Um, And I I have seen that God does bless obedience. Mm -hmm. That is true. Um, But it doesn't mean that you're not going to go through suffering. And, you know, if you live long enough, you will see you will go through some suffering. If you didn't go through it when you were younger, you'll go through it at some point in your life. And Um, But those those times when you do go through it, it does leave you in a place of like, okay, what is happening? Because I have followed this and you have blessed me. But what's happening now? And I think the thing that we have to remember is that God's ways are not our ways. We are not God. We do not see what he's doing. And I have to be reminded of that, that he is sovereign. And sometimes his blessings come through the sufferings, you know, and it's hard to see that sometimes, but just like, you know, you, I was listening to your story and I know, you know, this because you were saying it, but you got to know him in a different way, a closer way, a more real way through going through that suffering because you chose to dive deep in the word and what you came out with is you know, you came up loving him more. And so I think that we have to go through those, those times. If we don't go through hard times, even though we don't really want to go through it and think about going through it, if we don't go through it, we're not reminded that we need him because we're human. And it's so easy to uh, forget when things are going great, you know, yes, we can, we can know that we need him, but when we experience hard things, that's when we cling to him and grow and get to know him and be comforted by him in a different way, a a way that we can't know when we're just receiving feel good, comfortable blessing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think I love, I love your story and how you're passionate about sharing that. And I love how, uh, you talk about the formula because that makes so much sense to us, Mm -hmm. but we'll get into the questions now. Yeah. Um, Colleen, what is inspiring you right now? Um, so two things that I'll, I'll mention. Um, 
and this will make sense after me explaining my story about how I could get a little too, I could get a little too formulaic, a little too serious. And so a book that I'm really enjoying is Brad Montague's book, and it's called Becoming Better Grownups. Hmm. And it is such a lighthearted and yet profound book. And so I do a lot of uh, like Bible study. I lead the Bible study at our church and speak and stuff. And so I'm um, deep in study and in um, like theology books and all that. And I love it. But I need, I'm trying to intentionally read things that are a little bit more lighthearted because um, I can, um, I hope this makes sense when I say I can forget to enjoy God, like just enjoy him. And he, he is our delight. Right. And so I love now um, doing things on purpose to just enjoy God because man, he is, he's the delight of my soul. And this book is again, it's lighthearted and yet very profound. And one of the quotes in it is be the person you needed when you were younger. Isn't that a good quote? I love wow. that. Yes. Be the person you needed when you were younger. And so that's just one little tidbit from the book, but um, that his book's really inspiring me. And then something else is a quote that I heard um, actually from my closest friend. We just really do life side by side and we get to ask each other hard questions and we're constantly talking about what we're learning from the Lord. And, and, um, she shared this quote with me. She got it from a business coach. And, and the quote is this, the future of business will be shaped by nimble pods of highly committed people in deep relationships. And, um, when she said that I was like nimble pods, like I couldn't quit thinking about that, like small groups of people that can easily adjust but they're highly committed to one another. They're in deep relationship. And so this, this guy that said this quote was a business coach, but I, it made me think of the disciples and they, 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 there's a small group of people and they're following Jesus and they're nimble. They, they can adjust quickly. They follow him wherever he wants to go. And, and, um, and they changed the world, (laughs) you know, this nimble pod. And so that is really inspiring my, me right now, especially on the heels of COVID Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the big events, they all shut down, um, for a long time. And, but the nimble pods, the small groups of people deeply committed to one another, um, they did well. Uh, and so those two things right now are on my brain a lot, just becoming a better grown up, enjoying life, uh, uh, being intentional about some lightheartedness. And then also this idea of, nimble pods, small groups of people that are in deep relationship with one another. I love that. That's Mm -hmm. so good. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. I mean, even like with our family during the COVID time, I feel like that was just so good for, you know, a lot of families for us. I mean, it helped us just, we dug deeper into the word. I've said this before, um, as a family, more than we ever had, you know, just Mm -hmm. went deeper together. And so that was a good thing. Just having that our our family of five um I definitely want to get that book because I think lightheartedness that is yes so true we need to be intentional about that it's needed more mm-hmm. yeah y'all he's Brad Montague is the guy that created kid president and so I don't know if that it's a YouTube series it's used a lot in the public schools around here but if um if his name doesn't sound familiar that's that's who he is but 
man, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm really thankful for his writing. I am. It's fun. Yeah. Well, I, I wrote his name down, so I'm going to definitely look that up. What are you passionate about in this season of life, Colleen, like right now? Right now, what I am super passionate about and spending a lot of time um, doing is just equipping people to start Bible studies. Um, and it kind of is kind of goes hand in hand with that nimble pods idea. But um, I've gotten to travel for about 10 years, maybe a little bit over just teaching and speaking. And, and uh, so I've gotten to have lots of conversations with women in different parts of the country. And, and I'm, I've found everywhere I go that uh, lots of women do Bible studies, but few feel confident opening their Bible and reading it on their own. And um, I, I want to help change that. And uh, I've also found that many women have a desire to begin leading a Bible study or teaching a Bible study, but they just don't feel equipped to do so. Mm -hmm. And so that is what I'm just super passionate about right now is um, equipping women to, first of all, feel confident to grow in confidence that they can read their Bible and that God delights in revealing himself to them. He doesn't, you know, reveal himself to just a certain personality type or to a certain person with a certain learning style. He delights in revealing himself to people. I think and, that's so important that, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I thought no, you go, go for it. Um, go for it. I think that is so important because we do, I think it, it's easy to put leaders on a pedestal of like, you know, that's what they do. And I learn and, and I listen to them. What you're doing is so important because just like what you said, God speaks to all of us through his word. We just have to read it. And then we just speak it, you know, we share it, we share it with others and just giving people, um, just letting them know that they are just as capable that, yeah. that they're not just special people. You know what I mean? We're all special. We're all, um, if we are in Christ, then we are equipped. We just have to use that, that muscle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, I love that. And I, I like, so I was a classroom teacher mm -hmm. for a while too. And just watching in the classroom, like kids with all different kinds of learning styles and my, I have two sons and uh, they could not be more different in the way that they learn and it's a way they approach school and education. And so as a teacher and as a mom, it was so interesting <laughs> to watch two kids that actually care about learning, but one, it came really easy to, and one, it was really, really hard. And it, it, it kind of developed in me just this passion of going, okay, how, what tools can we put in people's hands who want, you know, who want to know God and who want to learn? Because um, opening the Bible can feel intimidating. Yeah. You know, it, it is an ancient book and it, 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 it's a big book <laughs> and um, it can feel intimidating. But I, I do think with just a few tools um, to just, just it, I just love, love, love helping people grow in confidence and going, oh, I, like you, like you were just saying, oh, I can do this. I can read my Bible and, 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 and again, enjoying God while you're doing so and, and knowing that he delights in revealing himself to all different kinds of people with different learning styles and different personalities. And yeah, um, 
that makes me super excited. It does. That is so good. And another thing to speak into that is, you know, there are people we do learn from, and I think it's very important uh, to just make sure that, you know, those teachers are scripturally sound that they are preaching from the word they're not just going off on their tangent you know yeah Um, but I think that's one of the most important things someone that is respectable in that area learn from them but just making sure that you are reading the scripture and teaching the scripture but uh not not deferring from that you know and um but everybody like you said has their gifts and ways of, of sharing that and um, so I love that you're, you have a heart for that in teaching. That's yeah, fun. It's a lot of fun. So tell us yeah. about your current project. Yeah. So along those lines, um, um, I've designed, uh, this, my current project is I've been de- designing a tool to help people grow in confidence that they can read the Bible and that they can help others do the same. Um, and so just, I mean, last week, y'all, <laughs> just, just really, really recent, <laughs> um, I published, I've got in my hands a printed Bible study um, that I self-published. Um, and so really, I haven't even officially. That's so exciting. Yeah, just like the people I know, know about it. <laughs> and we're we're going to share it on our podcast. Like, yeah, yeah please do. Please do. So it's just, it's it will be a Bible study series on the books of the Bible. Okay. Um, right now, the first one is on Colossians and Philemon because those two books go hand in hand. And um, so the Bible study series is called Meet Me in the Bible. And I, I picked that title because it's, um, I want it to sound like an invitation from God, like meet me in the Bible. I'll meet you there and I'll reveal myself to you. But I also like the other meaning too of Bible study being done in community. So um, and meet someone as you meet someone as you study the Bible and talk through the scriptures together. And so it's called Meet Me in the Bible. The first one's Meet Me in Colossians and Philemon. And really, it's it's a doable five step framework to begin reading and studying the Bible. And awesome. um, it it really uh, leans on those three time tested stages of scripture reading, observation, interpretation, and application. Um, I include a bookmark, though, that gives you specific prompts and open-ended questions to help move you through those three stages. And then I share with you really common accessible tools that are free online or books that I use regularly. I share those tools throughout the study just to help people begin reading the Bible on their own and then helping others do the same. So, yeah, that's my project. That's amazing. I can't wait to check that out. I lead a Bible study every Tuesday in the house. So um, we'll definitely be checking it out. Well, and I see too on your website, which we're going to talk about that, ColleenCircy.com, the Meet Me in the Bible page, um, which kind of goes over some information that you just mentioned if our listeners are interested. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about We've been using this framework at my church. So I lead our, our women's Bible study at our church. And so it works in a large group setting. And then it also works in small group settings. We've got other churches using this framework, you know, with groups of three to five women. And we've got 
it, it's working in groups of 200. And so it's really flexible. It's a flexible framework. So I feel excited about it. I can't wait. That's going to be awesome. Okay. So what would you tell yourself, Colleen, 15 years ago? I would tell myself <laughs> 15 years ago, um, I, I think, a, gosh, I think of several things. Um, I would tell myself, uh, Colleen, you're not behind. Because 15 years ago, um, I, was, I was in a church with, with, that had a lot of recognizable names in the Christian community, and I loved it. And I grew so much from it, and I wouldn't trade that for the world. But I did a lot of comparing, and, um, and many people that I knew were publishing books and you know, doing all kinds of things uh, that were important and were helpful to the Christian community. And I just struggled with feeling behind. Uh, I was just in the thick of raising kids and um, ended up going back to teaching in the classroom um, because it was it was just best for our family at the time. Um, but to do that, I gave up a lot of ministry opportunity. And I, I just I, I worried about being behind or what, what I, you know, am I, is this going to affect the trajectory? <laughs> you know, am I ever going to get to teach the Bible? Those kind of things. I had all those fears. Mm -hmm. And I hear that a lot from younger women that I talk to that, um, especially with social media, I just think there's this fear of being behind and I'm not making as much of an impact as so-and-so. And, and um, I would say to myself, 15 years ago, just trust the unfolding of your story to the Lord, really trust him with it. And uh, following Jesus will look differently than you expected it to it, it, for everybody, right? That is true for everybody that following Jesus in some, in, in some layer of your life, it's going to look different than you expected it. And just trust the Lord with the unfolding of it. And, um, I would have just saved myself a lot of angst had I just known I would get to start teaching the Bible and doing the things that were in my heart to do just later than I thought I was. But now I don't, now I look back and I go, I'm, I'm not behind. I didn't do everything in the same time frame as all the other people did, but that God never placed those expectations on me. I did, you know? Yeah. And so um, I might be behind in other people's eyes, but I'm really not behind in God's eyes. And um, that's yeah. a great word of encouragement to, mm -hmm. to everyone, even to me right now. I'm just um, I'm reminded that, you know, God is not bound by time. I mean, yeah, he is sovereign and he knows exactly <clears throat> he knew how long it would take us to learn certain things and mm -hmm. where we would be with him. And um, and, and he's not bound by time. He I'm just thankful for his sovereignty. Yeah. I, I'm encouraged by that as well. And I think a lot of um, listeners who especially have younger kids, multiple kids, I have two toddlers right now. And I, especially during the pandemic and just being at home with spit up and <laughs> just yeah. chaos and it can feel not only like you're behind, but it can feel just lonely because I remember mm -hmm. there and, and still, you know, there's a lot of things that I um, desire that I know that God has put in my heart to do that I can't even fathom doing half of that yeah. right now because yeah. of the priorities that I have in my life and the responsibilities and, and just 
what a great reminder to think that like you're not behind. There's no way, there's no way that you can be behind if you are walking with Jesus every single day and Mm -hmm. asking him to show you what to do in that day. And that's just so encouraging. Yeah. And the hiccups come along with that, that surprise us. They don't surprise God, right? you know, and and they can be freak out moments for us because we're like, Oh wait, I I did not plan that. Right. Um, This is going to mess up my timeframe with, you know, but it, it doesn't. God works all things good for those who love him. And mm-hmm. he, um, yeah, he's got a plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us what speaking topics you get most excited about. Right now, um, one of my favorites, and I get to, I'm getting to do this this weekend, is talk about uh, facing the fears of leading. Um, I think like I mentioned earlier, just when I talk to women, um, I'm just hearing from so many of them. I really want to do this. I really want to do, you know, I really want to lead a Bible study. I, I think I'd actually really like to start teaching the Bible, but, but, um, but there are fears that we have to uh, face in order to start doing those things. And I think, I think we are feared we fan the flame of fear sometimes by being thinking we're alone in it. Like so-and-so doesn't struggle with that fear. Look, you know, she's stepping out and doing this. And, but, but man, we, all women face fears of leading. And I think um, the common ones are fear of lack. Like we fear, Oh, I'm going to come up short on this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I lack enough ideas. I lack, the education. I lack, um, I'm just thinking of like speaking, I lack enough funny stories. Like that sounds ridiculous, but that's a real fear. (laughs) 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 You know, but that's one, a fear of lack that women are afraid to step out and lead in a way that's been put in front of them because they're, they're, they're afraid their lack is going to be exposed. Mm -hmm. And so rather than just stepping that down or worse, just not even taking the opportunity because of the fear of lack, just learning how to face that and um, the fear of comparison and the fear of failure. Like, what if I just mess this up? You know, I love speaking to that because I'm not a naturally courageous person. And um, the Lord has been so gentle and gracious to help me face my fears and, and just keep moving forward. And, I've gained courage from moving forward, you know, not from like all these huge successes, but just going, Oh, I moved forward and that turned out. Okay. And God led me in it and he's faithful in it. And so I love talking about that. That's one of my favorite speaking topics. Well, all of that is so needed. And I know it's a big encouragement to so many women. So we are thankful for your, your willingness and, and obedience to do that. So wrapping things up, Um, I wish we had more time, uh, but it is time to say goodbye. But first, before we do, where can our listeners book you, um, get your Bible study tools, all of that, follow you on social media? Can you tell us where to find you? Yes. Um, So the best way right now is just website, and it's ColleenCircy.com. And I know my 
names are neither one is easy to spell. <laughs> um, it's uh, so Colleen is with two L's and two E's, and my last name is S E A R C Y. So ColleenCersey.com, and so um, um, you can uh, request a speaking engagement there. You can also see the the Meet Me in the Bible tab, like you mentioned earlier, and you're able to purchase a Bible study there. Um, my hope, my the vision that I have is to eventually start an arm of Meet Me in the Bible that's training, where you not only have a, a book to buy, but I can also help coach you as you begin studying or leading a Bible. And so that's a hope that's not in place yet. Um, that's that, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just, I'm just itching to do that. So wow. I'm trying to figure all of that out right now. Um, so yeah, ColleenCersey.com. And then I just, y'all, this is so embarrassing. You talk about being behind. I just hopped on social media, like, I think beginning of November. <laughs> 20 I think that's awesome. I do. <laughs> so I've been on there, uh, you know, a whole like five months and I think I've made like 15 posts. So I'm super excited. <laughs> but um, I actually am on social media now. So I think on Instagram, it's just calling dot Cersei. And I'm on Facebook as well. So um, I, like I said, this has been a soft launch. I haven't even launched uh, the Bible study books that I will um, probably here in the next few weeks. So you'll start seeing that on social media as well. Well, we can't wait to get connected to your ministry. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Well, thank y'all for the invitation. I sure enjoyed it.